0: Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from just the news. Where today we have a very special guest, my good friend, the great investigative reporter, the best selling author, Peter Schweitzer, is here to talk about all things Biden. Yes, no one knows better than Peter all of the efforts. That the Biden family has made over the years to cash in on Joe Biden's public career with private deals. We know about Hunter Biden in Ukraine. Thanks to Seamus Bruner and myself earlier this week, we know about a new deal in China that Hunter Biden swept up uh, involving Henages, the uh, Michigan car company that was transferred uh, from American ownership to, you're right, Chinese ownership back in 2015 to a company called AVIC that the U.S. government had sanctioned multiple times. It's the main maker of Chinese military aircraft. It was accused of uh, helping to steal or mimic uh, U.S. uh, military fighter jets. It was accused of helping enemies uh, proliferate illegal weapons. And despite those concerns, guess what? The Obama administration let Hunter Biden's deal go through. Peter Schweitzer is here to talk about that and a whole lot more. You won't believe the complete tentacles of how the Biden family has gotten rich off of Joe Biden's 47 years in political and public service. Peter's here to talk about that. Uh, We're gonna go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, there are two polls from Just the News and our great pollster, Scott Rasmussen, we wanna talk about. Both have a similar finding, about 80% finding. It helps explain what's going on in the election, why the election's tightening up, why uh, mail-in balloting has become such a big dispute going into the November 3rd election. Two polls in a few minutes, and then the one and only Peter Schweitzer joining us live here on John Solomon Reports and Just the News. We'll be right back after this word from our great sponsors and advertisers. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market. 100 200 gold gold That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653, or GOLD. Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon, Just the News family. All right, folks. Welcome back from the commercial break. Hey, you often ask... How can I help Just the News succeed? How can I help John Solomon Reports grow? And one of the quickest answers I can give you is the people you just heard from during that commercial break, support them, buy their products, subscribe to their services. They help make possible what we do at Just the News. They help pay the bills. They help support us. Uh, And if you're looking for another way you can do that, go to JTNshop.com. That's right. JTN stands for Just the News. It's the Justin News official store. Now, we don't sell tchotchkes with our name on it. I, we're not that vain. What we do sell is a lot of good services and products, uh, everything from crab legs to uh, eat on the deck before summer disappears on us, to earbuds that are fantastic and cheaper than the ones you buy from Apple, to the Clean Phone Pro, my personal favorite, because I like to keep my phone sanitized and the germs off of it. Um, there's lots of things my book is in there uh fallout with seamus bruner and i uh, get an autograph copy and some opportunity to talk to uh, attend a vip session all of those things uh, are in the store and if you check it out every time you buy something from it you help support us here at just the news all right enough with that we're going to get to a couple of quick things so Uh, Yesterday, we had a very important poll. Remember, we have a a daily poll. We've tried to measure important issues in America. We use Scott Rasmussen, a pollster who got 2016 just right, one of the few pollsters who had it exactly right, saw the Trump phenomenon, saw the undercounting of Trump support. Uh, Well, Scott has a a poll that came out yesterday that shows one of the most remarkable divides in American history. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a story I did on the site, that talked about just 15 years ago, Republicans and Democrats agreed that expanding mail-in balloting without the proper protection, such as voter ID, required voter ID, validation, verification, was ripe for fraud. Democrats and Republicans both agreed on that. Jimmy Carter, James Baker, James Baker being the former Reagan-Bush uh, cabinet secretary, Jimmy Carter, of course, being one of our former presidents, they oversaw a commission that issued that warning on mail-in voting. Well, look what's happened to America since then. This new poll shows that 79% of Democratic voters think that getting as many people to vote as possible is more important than making sure that each voter is eligible to cast the ballot. That is remarkable. Getting the number up is more important than making sure that the right citizens, the people who are entitled to vote, vote. When did that dynamic change? Now, let's look at the other side, the red side. 70% of Republican voters think the opposite. They believe that election authorities need to work harder to verify each voter's eligibility, and that's more important than getting more people out to vote. There's got to be a way to solve this goal, right? Can't we do both? Can't we get more people to vote but make sure that they're not fraudulent? We're the United States of America. This shouldn't be that hard. What we need is for all of this partisan tug of war over voting to stop. One vote, one time should matter, only from people who are allowed to vote, and then you know what? Do it any way that makes it feasible for people to do it, do it widely and as often and regular as possible as they want, long as they vote once and they're allowed to vote. No felons, no double voting, no ballot box stuffing like happened in Philadelphia recently, no uh, fraudulent votes like what happened in New Jersey that caused a recent rec- new vote to be uh, scheduled. Uh, We can do this, we're the United States of America. There shouldn't be an 80% leaning one way and 70% leaning the other way. We should be able to accomplish both things in the greatest country that God ever created, but that poll is on justthenews.com and you can find it on the website. I've got another one. Uh, people have been asking me a lot: Why are the polls tightening all of a sudden? Were they wrong? And was and you know there's some argument that the polls have undercounted Trump support. Certainly, you can see the number of Republicans surveyed are smaller than the number of Democrats, and smaller in Republican numbers than we've seen in past years. But here's something that I think is the real reason why the race has been tightening. Uh, it's all about the violence that has been occurring in our cities. President Trump has seized on that. People trust him to be the law and order president. Here is what we have on the poll today, the new poll from Scott Rasmussen, ready for this? More than 80% of voters, the vast majority of Americans, believe that police officers deserve support and respect for their jobs. Not violence, not throws in water bottles and bricks thrown at their head, not epitaphs yelled at them, not fireworks shot into their face, not mortars shot into the building that they're protecting, not Molotov cocktails thrown into the vans and cars that our police officers were using were better than this. And the American people with a daily resounding uh, poll, 83% say that policing is a noble profession, 83%, and that that they believe officers are dedicating their lives to upholding the law and protecting the sacred rights of their fellow citizens. That is remarkable. That is remarkable. We still stand by the men and women of blue, according to this poll. And those who are trying to tear at the institution that is law enforcement, law and order, are doing so against a tsunami of support in the United States. These, these numbers are really, really remarkable. Um, I'd like to meet the 15% of voters who disagree with this. Uh, they must be running Antifa or these violent riots that we've seen. But it's a pretty remarkable breakdown. 54% strongly agree that policing is noble and that they're dedicated to doing the right thing and they deserve our support and respect. 29% agree or somewhat agree. 10% Uh, somewhat disagree. Five percent strongly disagree. Three percent didn't have an opinion on something this important. That's unfortunate. But listen, the vast majority of Americans do not buy the idea of defunding the police departments, do not believe that black, white, Asian, Hispanic, men, women, all the amazing people who serve on these police forces are doing anything but their job. Are there bad apples? Of course. But the American people can see that. They can separate that And this poll, more than any other that I've seen recently, really, really strikes that message. Um, To check in daily, Scott Rasmussen, Monday through Friday, has a poll. He also has a podcast just like this called Just the Polling. I love that, Just the Polls. What a fun podcast. Plays off our name, Just the News. He is one of the preeminent, honest, true, reliable, Accurate pollsters in America. We're so lucky to have him here. Check out his podcast on Apple, iTunes, or on the Just the News website and check out these two polls. We have two polls that skew 80%, 80%. One on um, mail balloting and and the sanctity of balloting, and one on the nobility and honesty of our law enforcement. Two very important issues. All right. When we get back, we're going to go to another important issue. Has the Biden family cashed in on Joe Biden's public service? I think Peter Schweitzer has a resounding answer. He's going to be with us in just a few minutes to let us know what facts, not supposition, not opinion, not guesses, what facts, what figures, what data, what evidence he has to show the Biden family cashing in on Joe Biden's government service right after this commercial break. The great author, the great investigative journalist, my friend, Peter Schweitzer. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And I know we should keep you waiting no longer. Yes, Peter Schweitzer, the great author, the great investigative journalist, my personal friend, is here to join us. Peter, welcome back to the show.
1: Always a pleasure, John. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Man, we get a few months between us, and all of a sudden, you're doing something amazing again. I can't I can't keep up with all of the great work uh, you and GAI are doing. But uh, I saw recently uh, on YouTube, I think it was last Friday came out, uh, this amazing video that pulls together – uh, all of the great work that you had in Hidden Empires and, and all the other books of the last few years that have focused on political dynasties getting rich in America. Tell us, what's, uh, tell us a little bit more about the video, how people can see it and what was the inspiration for it and how's it doing?
1: Uh, Great. Well, thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, I've written about the Bidens and their uh, commercial ties to the Chinese governments um, in both uh, Secret Empires and then later in Profiles in Corruption. Uh, And a film company, Lightspeed Pictures, um, you know, was very interested in putting this to video, to making it more accessible to people. Um, And uh, so Lightspeed uh, Pictures uh, put this film together. Matt Taylor, a very talented director, um, uh, I think put together an amazing film. uh, And he wanted to lay out and tell the stories in a, in a compelling way of the Biden's relationship with China. The fact that, you know, Joe Biden has been a longtime player on the, on the foreign policy scene, For sure. first as a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, then as vice president of the United States. Uh, we look at, at his views towards China, which have been quite soft, especially in recent years. Right. And we sort of overlay those with the commercial relationships that his family, particularly his son, Hunter Biden, has enjoyed with China. And I think it's quite shocking. It's sort of one of the oldest stories in journalism, which is follow the money, but it's on an international scale. And I think uh, the film, which is called Riding the Dragon, uh, the Biden's uh, China secrets, uh, really captures this in a way that's very compelling. Even a person who knows very little about this subject, I think, learns a lot uh, because of the way the film's put together.
0: You know, the first thing when you watch is it, it can't be this true. It can't be this possible that a politician did this much with his family. Nobody uh, objected. And the answer is, yes, it is. And and it's the factual basis of the, the work you've done is so amazing. The tedious documents, all of the connections, uh, all of the evolution of the Biden philosophy on China. And I was talking with someone in Democratic circles uh, just a couple of days ago uh, because I've been struck that Biden has clearly moved since April towards uh, a Donald Trump-China policy after years of saying China didn't pose a threat. And they said to me, listen, all these things that are coming out about Hunter Biden, he's got to double down now. He's got to look and sound like Trump. And I found that amazing because that is a real tribute to all of the research you've you've done. And, uh, and, and in fairness, you've done it for Republicans as well, you, McConnell and all the others who had China connections. You've documented them as well. But the Bidens stand out, it seems like, because they yeah. seem to have... A brashness that's you know it, it's it's actually it's sitting in plain open the the shakedown the 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 hey we're gonna fly in the vapor trail of Joe Biden's foreign policy plane and we're gonna collect um, walk us through the three or four things that in China most struck you the the things that really come through in this movie.
1: Sure. Um. Yeah, no, I agree with you, by the way, the Bidens really stand out uh, as it relates to these China deals, because we do talk about Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chao in Secret Empires. Um, but, you know, at least there you could argue that, that uh, the Chao family had a shipping business to begin with. What what really stands out with the Bidens is. They had no background in China. They had no involvement in China. They had no expertise in any of the areas that they got deals from the Chinese. Um, And they got them all while Joe was vice president steering US policy towards China. So the first thing that stands out to me is just how blatant it is. Um, (laughs) There's not really any attempt to camouflage it. Um, That's the first thing that's so stunning. The second thing is the fact that the These were large, substantial deals. We don't know exactly how much Hunter Biden got paid, but when you sort of look into the details, you realize these have got to be major deals of a serious magnitude for him. Um, You know, and and it's really a couple of deals. The first one is a a billion dollar, later expanded to $1.5 billion private equity deal where the Chinese government, through the Bank of China, um, invested in a company called BHR that was set up... uh, by uh, some Chinese nationals and by Hunter Biden's firm. Um, And Hunter Biden joined the board of directors of BHR Partners. His business partner became the vice chairman of this Chinese government uh, funded entity. And his business partner was also on the investment committee. So, you know, you you have a situation, John, where he's given. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and and yet he has no background in private equity. He has no background in China. Um, And this deal was was unique. Um, They advertised it unique at the time in Beijing in that no other investment investment firm in the world had this ubs didn't goldman sachs didn't so you know the first question that everybody's got to answer is why precisely do people think the chinese chose to do this deal with of all the people in the world the son of the vice president who had no experience in this area
0: let me test my memory this is around december of 2013 right when he took the trip aboard air force two that this gets set up right
1: that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So he jumps right. on the
0: plane with his dad. He goes to Beijing. He introduces his dad to one of the Chinese players in a hotel, if you believe their story. And right. then voila, he's got a, an investment fund opportunity that no other American has ever gotten.
1: Exactly. And, and here's the thing that's funny about this, John, is just the more information comes out, you see how much the Biden team uh, has actually lied about this. So to give you one example, you know, exactly what you said. They fly in Air Force Two. About 10 days later, this deal is struck. And the Biden's team response is, well, no, 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 the, the, the trip on Air Force Two didn't really matter. The negotiation for this deal actually took place. It involved other people in Beijing in June of 2013. That's what their claim is. Now, hmm. here's the funny part, John. Here's the funny part. That that's their defense. Right. Well, it turns out that our friends, good friends at Judicial Watch got access to Hunter Biden's travel logs through the Circle Secret Service. Where was Hunter Biden in June of 2013? He was in Beijing, China. Well, there So, you, go. you know, the, the, the point is, is the more that comes out, the more you see how they have lied yeah. uh, explicitly um, on this stuff. And that's why I think this is, as we've talked about uh, before, um, that's why this is crying out for uh, a Senate investigation. They're looking at Hunter Biden as it relates to Ukraine. They ought to be looking heavily to at uh, Hunter Biden as it relates to China.
0: Yeah, so I want to. I, I know a little bit about the Ukraine part because you and I both have worked on that. And it, you know, he just gets this deal done in China, and you think, well, he'd be pretty happy. That's a pretty big deal—a billion dollars. <laughs> and four months later, he's suddenly in Ukraine, getting appointed to yeah, Burisma Holdings, a cro- <laughs> crooked company. I guess, I guess the hand wasn't full enough that he had more room for more money. How about that, it's unbelievable the timeline you've put together, Peter. So that falls in right in that time frame, right in like April, May.
1: Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. This all corresponds together. And what's really important, John, you've highlighted this in your reporting on Ukraine. It certainly applies in China. In both instances, those deals took place just after Joe Biden was appointed by by Barack Obama. He uh, was put in charge of China policy in mid-2013. He was put in charge of Ukraine policy in March of 2014. And literally weeks or months after that, Hunter Biden lands these firms with these deals with these foreign entities where his father is steering policy. I mean, it's it's quite amazing how transparent it is.
0: It is. And of course, there's a standard in federal government for our listeners who might not remember this, but uh, public officials must not only avoid a conflict of interest, they must avoid the appearance of a conflict of interest. And we now know from the testimony of George Kent that State Department officials were so concerned that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had created this appearance of a conflict of interest in Ukraine. They tried to go to Joe Biden's office to complain. They got slapped down, told him he didn't have time to deal with it. But uh, if the State Department, uh, which uh, saw it, you can imagine what people in Ukraine and China were thinking and watching this. So I want to, before we go to the next deals, because I know you got a few more, uh, there's some really interesting, what does China get out of this? And I think that Uh, We've been able to put on the map over the last few months some important other timeline events. So you mentioned Biden gets the portfolio. Right after he gets the portfolio, he gives a speech, a major policy speech on China, where he says, and this is what the Chinese wanted to hear at this very moment, that uh, we're not threatened by their expansion. They don't pose a threat to us. And uh, my favorite line from the speech, uh, China's economic growth is good for America. So he was cheering on China. The Chinese wanted to hear that at that moment, because the world was starting to question some of their aggressive actions. Another thing happens in 2013, which we only found recently, which is that the, we learned from the testimony of an assistant secretary of state that back in from 2013 to 2015, the United States put a moratorium, Obama, put a moratorium on flights in the South China sea right at the moment. China was starting to build its artificial islands and become more aggressive. So we pulled our, our patrols back there. And then the third thing that that comes is in the 2013, 2014 timeframe, the Obama Biden SEC reaches an agreement with China that says your companies can come onto our stock exchanges, NASDAQ, Wall Street, the Dow, uh, and they don't have to fully comply with uh, the accounting principles of Sarbanes Oxley that every American and Western company did. So they got a pass, a non compliance pass on that. Those were three huge giveaways that China get. China gets, then all of a sudden, Hunter Biden's out there with his hand out. No wonder why they gave him such a good deal. They were getting a good deal (laughs) on the backside of this. So we got one China deal, one Ukraine deal. What happens next?
1: Then we have other deals uh, that follow. So in addition to the Bohai Harvest, uh, the BHR partners, the private equity firm, Hunter Biden is the co-founder and advisory board member of a company called Rosemont Realty. Right. Uh, Rosemont Realty is um, an entity uh, that is based out of New Mexico. Uh, it is. It involves uh, John Kerry's family. John Kerry at this time is the secretary of state. Um, Rosemont, the name of the real estate company, actually comes from the um, hines Carey estate in Pennsylvania. Uh, And we know that John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, is an investor in Rosemont real estate. Um, But here you have Hunter Biden, who's playing a role there, even though he has no background in commercial real estate. And what happens is um, a a Chinese company called Gemini – which is out of Hong Kong, but is connected to Costco, which is the the Chinese, yes, the big shipping company um, that is linked to the Chinese Navy, the PLA Navy. Uh, They come in and buy a stake of Rosemont and Rosemont Realty becomes Gemini Rosemont. Um, The estimates are they put in something like over $100 million in cash and they publicly committed to billions of dollars of capital that they were going to pump into this company. So here you have a second deal involving Hunter Biden again with a Chinese government or Chinese government connected institution that is closing this deal in the 2013 2014 time period. It's it's pretty astonishing.
0: It is. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars flowing into these. Entities at a time when we know Chinese influence was encroaching on America. All these recent cases of you know academics getting into um, uh, positions where they could spy or gain secrets from U.S. institutions. This is all occurring uh, while while Hunter Biden's cashing in on China and Joe Biden's telling everybody China's no problem. It's uh, it's it is remarkable now. There's a nuclear deal. I think that uh, where we we go, we've got the we got the real estate deal. We've got the original uh, Bohai Harvest deal. We've got the Ukrainian deal on the side. There's a nuclear deal, right, where um, the uh, Biden team invests in a company in China involving nuclear that later gets itself in some trouble. Is that right?
1: That's right. That's right. What's so interesting about this Chinese investment firm where Hunter Biden's on the board of directors is that this firm makes a series of acquisitions that actually directly benefit the Chinese military. So Hunter Biden's firm... Hunter Biden's firm invests in, they're actually an anchor investor in a Chinese company called CGN, China General Nuclear. Um, it's a Chinese state-owned firm that's that's opening up some ownership stake to outside parties, and one of those is Hunter Biden's uh, BHR. Uh, so they make this investment in 2014, they're an anchor investor, and lo and behold, within a year... Uh, the FBI in the United States is charging CGN executives, engineers, with attempting to steal and actually stealing nuclear secrets in the United States. And what they seem to be particularly focused on when you read through the FBI records in the Department of Justice indictments is they're interested, John, in the smaller nuclear reactors that are put on U.S. Navy subs. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're interested in the pipes. Imagine that. They're interested in, yeah, exactly. And, and this is a huge strategic advantage for the United States because our nuclear submarine capability is not matched by anybody in the world. Uh, and China really does not have this capability. If they develop this capability, they're going to be able to send submarines all around the world. So wow. it's a huge benefit for them. Uh, one engineer that works for CGN pleads guilty, Alan Ho, he goes to jail, uh, and other executives uh, are still facing charges. So it's a remarkable sign where you have the the son of the sitting vice president via an investment firm where he's on the board of directors is actually investing in a company that is stealing nuclear secrets from the United States. It's, it's I've never seen anything quite like it.
0: Yeah, no, I I haven't either. And if it was on, if it was a Republican administration, it would be on the front pages of the newspaper every day. Um, That's that's the frustrating part when you look at some of these stories. How little attention the media has given to your great reporting to the obvious evidence sitting in in public. So we're into the Chinese military now. So we've moved from uh, the Bank of China to a corrupt Ukraine company to the. Now we're inside the Chinese military. They're doing this nuclear deal, and now there's this. Nice, old-fashioned American auto parts company in Michigan called Henegas, uh, which has dual-use capabilities, uh, both um, things for auto, autos and things for military aircraft. And Hunter Biden shakes the hand of the uh, Chinese military manufacturers again. Tell us about what happened with AVIC.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'll talk about the deal, and then maybe you can talk a little bit about your recent reporting on this. Uh, um, I, I think which was which was quite interesting. Yes. So uh, you know, Hunter Biden's uh, uh, firm BHR. Uh, another acquisition they make is to buy half of Henegas, this Michigan-based auto parts company. They they make anti-vibration technologies, and as you point out, this is uh, technologies that has both civilian and military use. And one of the reasons this deal has to be approved by federal regulators is precisely because the deal has national security implications. So think about this for a second. It's 2015, China's aggressively moving in the South China Sea, they are hacking US websites like the Office of Personnel and Management databases of all federal employees. Uh, They're engaged in all kinds of intellectual property theft, uh, trade policies, very aggressive posture towards the United States. Hunter Biden's firm buys half of Henegas, The other half is bought by their Chinese partner, which is AVIC, which is the aviation company of China. Mm-hmm. And the Aviation Corporation of China also happens to be the largest military contractor in China because they build all the fighter jets and bombers and other military aircraft that the Chinese military uses. And so the clear problem here is... That Hunter Biden's firm and their Chinese partner have now acquired a company and given Chinese practices, we can bet that those anti-vibration technologies are being used and applied by the Chinese military to this day. And as Mm -hmm. you added with some recent reporting, uh, there's also a jobs component to this deal as well.
0: Yeah, no, uh, you, you and our great colleague, Seamus Bruner, did some amazing uh, research on this. Uh, all the expansion since Hennig's was born, bought by the Chinese has been overseas, not in America, not in Michigan, but in places like Mexico and obviously China. They've expanded two plants in China since they've... Um, I've done that. I think the other striking thing, because this went through a famous CFIUS review, and of course, one of your other amazing books brought uh, the American public's attention to CFIUS uh, in ways we hadn't had before, that's the Uranium One deal. And Uranium One is sold out from underneath our uh, soil to the Russians at a time when that company was under investigation, Rosatom was under investigation. So you scratch your head and say, we know we're we're selling it to a bad actor in Russia. AVIC had been sanctioned, according to the documents that Seamus and I found, five times between 1995 and the moment that they were approved for the sale for proliferating uh, illegal arms to places like Iran and Pakistan and other places. And just 15 months before this particular deal was done, the Obama administration put AVIC and one of its subsidiaries on a, on a, a sanctions list saying, we believe this is a bad actor in the military space. With all of that history, nobody objects, and this deal is allowed to go through. Hennigas goes through, and uh, Hunter Biden helps the Chinese get majority control of this quintessential American auto parts maker out in, out in the Michigan area. And you wonder, uh, really you, wonder,
1: John, you wonder, John, did that CFIUS approval have anything to do with the fact that the son of the vice president was a party to the deal?
0: <laughs> Such a great question. And you know, somebody smarter than I asked it. <laughs> Senator Chuck Grassley asked that question, and we have the letter up on the site. Uh, that's the very question he asked. Did this get a pass because of the conflict, obvious conflict of interest that occurred that Joe Biden's son was pushing this through, why his father was overseeing U.S.-China policy? Such a profound question, and, and yet no answer from the State Department, from the Treasury Department. Um, very concerning. Tell me. There's no more. Is there any more? Are there any more transactions that could possibly make us any more depressed?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I think what's what stands out and it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this, too, John, is, you know, having looked in the space uh, for a long time, um, what stands out with the Bidens is the intensity and the depth to which they were prepared to go for the deals when Joe Biden was vice president. You have a, the a deals point. in Ukraine, obviously, and 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 all, all the corruption implications there and how Joe Biden, you know, tried to protect his son and how, um, you know, clearly the Ukrainians, these Ukrainians involved with Burisma were trying to curry favor uh, with Joe Biden by hiring his son who had no background. You have these China deals, uh, but there's also a whole collection of other deals where there has been, you know, discussion of it sort of swirling around. But it's never been confirmed. There are, are, you know, there's money that flows into uh, accounts we know from Kazakhstan. There have been allegations or claims about deals involving Russia. There have been uh, reports of deals involving Romania. You know, so you have a situation where the son of the vice president was running sort of a veritable United Nations of corruption. Um, and, and, you <laughs> I've know, never and John, heard that before that's they're, good. They're, they're, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, he's not doing deals with like British companies or French companies or, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, financial or industrial, uh, you know, company in Italy. I mean, these are all countries that have very deep, corrupt political cultures, and, wow. and that, to me, is a reflection on the fact they knew exactly what they were doing. Joe Biden's claim that he never discussed these these matters with his son is ludicrous. He and his son are very close. They talk about the fact that they are very close and they talk all the time. So, you know, to me, it's frustrating that the media, the mainstream media has given them a pass on this. You've done reporting yeah. on this. Fox has done some. ABC News has done a little bit. But the mainstream media has not aggressively questioned the Bidens on this. And to me, that lack of curiosity is astonishing because we all know if this were the Trumps instead of the Bidens, oh my gosh. Uh, they would be getting massive scrutiny. And by the way, I would be giving them massive scrutiny. But it's not yep. the Trumps. It's the Bidens. And the media just does not seem to be interested in this story.
0: It, it seems as, It's almost as though journalism lost its curiosity all of a sudden. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's also lost some of its direction because... Uh, There are major institutions that reported things on the Trump-Russia scandal that they've yet to retract, even though the factual basis now exists for retractions of front-page stories in the New York Times and Washington Post. It's why my good friend uh, Sean Hannity always says... Uh, journalism is dead. And I always say, no, no, Sean, it's not. It's on Lifeline because there's still Peter Schweitzer. And I I always argue with him on this. And he goes, you know, I can't, I I haven't found a way to overcome that line. That's a great line. Uh, When people look at your your reporting, uh, Peter, we are so blessed to have the depth of research. I mean, it takes, I don't, I know a little bit about this. I don't do the depth you do. These, these projects take months and years to do the quality that you do, and we are so blessed that you have that determination and that will to do it. I mean, this is epically great journalism, and we're so blessed that you've, you, you continue to, to put it out there on a daily basis in books and stories and columns, uh, and now a really great video. How can people watch this video that this uh, production team created? Because I, I saw it, but I, I, want, I want to make sure everybody else watches it. It is 42 minutes of the best television you'll watch in the next two months.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much, John. Um, it, uh, it's available on YouTube. You can just uh, uh, type in Riding the Dragon uh, movie. Uh, there are some clips there. There's also the full version of the film. So you can go to YouTube or you can go to bidenfilm.com. Uh, the trailer is there. And there's also a link that will take you direct to the YouTube page. The, the film's being distributed by Blaze Media, which uh, involves uh, Glenn Beck and Mark Levin. Um, right. So it's going to be on their platform. And, and uh, you know, it's been out less than a week. And we're uh, approaching half a million views so far. Wow. So a lot of enthusiasm about it. And I think a lot of people wondering why they have not heard about this before. Except, you know, whether they've read into my book or seen it at Just the News or heard about it on Fox, they haven't heard about this anywhere. And I think people are very frustrated about
0: that. Oh, man. You, when you watch it, you, it, it sinks in in a way. I mean, all our conversations, all your great writing, is, it does a lot. But the, the video just. You visualize the corruption in ways that um, uh, you're you're left. uh, I was left numb, and I know a lot of this already and have written some of it and followed your great work, read your books. Uh, I was numb after watching the video. It's that much of an experience. And, uh, folks, if you haven't seen Riding the Dragon, watch it this week. It shouldn't have 500,000 viewers. It should have 500 million viewers. People across the world need to know exactly how this political shakedown across the globe uh, occurred over the last decade. And so Peter's put it together in a very special way. Last question, because I know you got to get running. Um, what's next for Peter Schweitzer? What do you do next? Where do you, where do you drill your next hole?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as you and I both know, sometimes you hit dry wells, but um, yeah, we're, we're looking, we're looking for gushers. Uh, I'm working on a new book. Um, Wonderful. That, uh, I'll have to keep confidential for now, but that'll be coming out in, uh, January of 2022, and at the Government Accountability Institute, which is not connected with the film, but but another hat right. I wear as president of GAI, um, you can go to our website, cronyism.com, um, and we have got reports. We've got a report that's going to be coming out on the cannabis industry and sort Ooh. of the corruption and insider deals uh, involving politicians, politician family members. This is the wow. new gold rush, as you can it imagine. Is.
0: All that um, money sitting in mine shafts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Literally, they, save, they store their money in mine shafts.
1: Yep, uh, yep, exactly. And, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of family members of politicians seem to have gotten licenses that other people didn't get. So that will be coming out in wow. the weeks ahead uh, so people we'll can find out more about the research there.
0: Uh, well, that's, I have to have you back on when that comes out. That's an important, you're right. There's so much money. Uh, that industry is a wash in cash. And a lot of the money is below the radar of the banking and banking regulators because yep. of the way it's distributed. Well, that's going to be an important story. I can't wait to find out what political families are involved in that business. So that that's going to be important. Great. Well, Peter, as always, it is an amazing uh, opportunity to get a chance to talk to you. I know our listeners are going to eat up every word that we just talked about, and let's hope they go see that great video as well. We'll have you back on in a few weeks when the Cannabis Story comes out. Thanks for for all you do for Journalism for America.
1: Thank you, John. I appreciate it.
0: All right, folks. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I can't believe how quickly the time flew today. That's what happens when you got a good friend, a great reporter, an interesting uh, fact arbiter like Peter Schweitzer in the house. We're so lucky, so blessed he was here. Hey, remember to check out those polls by Scott Rasmussen. Check out his new podcast, Just the Polls. I'm so proud of our relationship with him. We're so proud that we're measuring issues that others in the media are ignoring. Uh, That's why we're in the business here at Just the News. I hope it's why you listen to this show and read our website. We'll be back next week with more exclusive reporting, more great guests, more honest conversation, more facts, less supposition, We're not here to indoctrinate, only to inform. That's why you trust us at justthenews.com and John Solomon Reports. And I thank you. I thank you for that trust. We'll continue to earn it every day. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, be healthy, enjoy your families. We'll be back next week with a whole new suite of editions of John Solomon Reports. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800-200-GOLD. gold That's 800-200-GOLD and find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653, 800-200-4653, or GOLD, or visit them at GenesisGoldGroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike.